0: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast.
1: All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family. Rocket can. Bill Ryder with you. Joined now by our friend, longtime NFL quarterback, commander's analyst, NFL guru, Joe Theismann. Joe, uh, good morning, man. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Good morning, Bill. It's always good to catch up with
2: you. I appreciate it.
1: Pleasure to hear your voice. So, um, obviously, some of the big news come out of D.C. and really it made it it made national news what was Ron Rivera's answer to a question from a reporter at his press conference about the state of that team where he said the word quarterback I know he has since apologized as a quarterback would you have found that to be wildly problematic if that had been your head coach or would you have heard that in the context of sometimes you just say stuff at press conferences
2: you shouldn't uh yeah I I would actually go with the latter part I, I think you know I listened to the press conference and when Ron said that, you know, I, I sort of gave the old quizzical frown of, uh, you know, why would you say that? But, you know, I mean, I think what he's really trying to say is, Hey, there's a lot of newness on this football team, Carson being one of them. Uh, But then if you look around at the division and you look at the success, and that's really where the comparison came is you look at the success of the three teams in the division, besides the commanders, you know, what seems to be the big thing. And it's the quarterback. Well, Jalen's playing at a, really, really high level. You know, Cooper Rush um, is a part of a football team, and interestingly enough about the Dallas Cowboys, not to get away from the question, but the Dallas Cowboys have been this same football team with Dak in there for the last two or three years. The problem is, is they're the most penal- they have been the most penalized team in football. They've eliminated the penalties, and now you see the talent they have. Plus, Zeke is healthy. Uh, Pollard, I think, is, is just a terrific compliment in the backfield. And, of course, you know, the, the, um, the Giants, they're playing good defense. And Daniel Jones basically is, what, the leading rusher on the team or, or close to it. So you've got a quarterback that runs. You've got another one, Jalen, who's done a good job. We talked about the pieces that have been put together around him. And Dallas has eliminated part of the problems. What's happening in Washington is take it to the Dallas game. They get two interceptions, both of them nullified by penalties. It's a football team that cannot afford to make mistakes, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's the defense, whether it's the offensive line. It doesn't have the luxury of making mistakes. And I think what Ron was basically trying to say is there's still a lot of newness here. And, and yeah, I think he's on his seventh or eighth quarterback in three years. And you just can't, you just can't envision success when you're changing that position on a continuing basis.
1: Joe Theismann here on the show.
2: Joe, what is your confidence level in, in Carson Wentz? I, you know, I, I think there's so much more that's going on around him. I mean, he's not a mobile guy, so you have to you have to sort up the middle sort up the middle of that football uh, offensive line. And he's got the ball out of his hands. So he made some nice plays against Tennessee, put the ball down the field a bit, uh, and then you you know you look at a play like a couple of weeks ago when he gets a grounding the a grounding penalty. And now all of a sudden you're looking at third and 22. This football team has looked at more long and long yardage, third and second and third downs than I think anybody in football. And uh, I think Carson is very difficult to evaluate at this time because there's so many other things going on. You know, you look at the Eagles, it's their defense is really strong. Obviously you look at the Cowboys, their defense is playing well. You look at the giants. They're a very complimentary football team. you
3: know,
2: Washington hasn't been able to figure out who they are. You know, when you look around the league, You whether it's – I don't care what team it is, whether it's WNBA, NBA, baseball, football, a team has to have an identity. And I don't think Washington has figured out what their identity is yet. And they better. Joe
1: Th- yeah, I'm with you, Joe. Joe Theismann here on the show. Joe, sometimes the cure for, for what ails a, a football team is just playing a football team that's in an even worse straits. I know the Bears – are two and three, but as a long-suffering Bears fan, I will tell you my opinion, which is that that record is an illusion. Uh, they have not looked impressive this year. It's not a it's not a, a a billboard kind of game on Thursday Night Football, but it's a big game for each of these coaches and each
2: of these teams. Do you think there's a clear favorite going into this game? No, I don't. I don't think there's a clear favorite. I, I think it's each team has struggled in certain areas. As a matter of fact, I, I thought of something. Because of the situation that Washington is in, I thought back, Bill, to 1981. We started the season in Joe Gibbs' first year, 0-5. He was going to bench me. I went to his house the night after we lost to San Francisco and had a sit-down with him, and the next game was going to be Chicago. We were playing the Bears in Chicago on October 11th, 1981. We were 0-5. We managed to win that football game 24-7. to Mark Mosley kicked two field goals, John Riggins scored two touchdowns, and Neil Okowitz, our middle linebacker, intercepted a pass and ran it in for a touchdown. And and it was a total team win, offense, defense, special teams. And that jump started us to the remainder of that year, we went after that game, we went seven and 12 and one, sixteen and you know, it Washington just took off after that. We you know, we were we were really a heck of a football team. And, you know, this is an opportunity for them to find a way to win. This game is so big for the commanders, uh, just to get just to get the the dogs off your rear end. I mean, everybody's pounding them. Everybody's, you know, jumping on them for this and that and all the different things. And this, you know, you get a breath now as a player. And as a player, you get tired of hearing it. You really do. It's like, enough already. So what are we going to do to stop all of the rhetoric that is running us into the ground? And that's the only way to do that in this league is to win. Joe, that recall is incredible. Do you
1: can you remember every game you play with, with that level of precision? <laughs> no, you know what's funny though,
2: I, I, guys, I I can tell you every shot I hit yesterday on the golf course, though, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> <I> hear that? <laughs> but uh, no, this 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 particular game in Chicago. I mean, it just for some reason I, I think of where Washington is and needing a jump start. And I thought about us back in 1981 when Coach Gibbs took over. It was it was the it was the Bears in Chicago that got us going, but it wasn't, it wasn't one of those outs. I I mean, I threw, I think for 86 yards in the game. I mean, it was, it was, it was just a a total team win. And we, we found our, we found our legs and we started, you know, things started going after that for us. And I was thinking maybe possibly the same situation could happen for Washington.
1: Joe Theismann here on the show, Joe, you played, quarterback in a very very different era than the one we are in now obviously you had a very serious injury during an era where where guys were allowed to take down quarterbacks and, and we're in a totally different place for you as a person with your breadth of experience and your personal experience how do you view the roughing the passer calls that have been starkly starkly different than what most football fans expect in terms of when that flag should come out subjectively
2: inconsistent that's the way I look at it. For example, the most who is the most vulnerable player on a football team? Who do you think is the most vulnerable player on a football team?
1: I would say that I would say the quarterback when he's throwing the football. How about
2: the punter? Oh yeah. No way to de- no way no way to defend themselves. Your leg is in the air, you're you you have no way to defend yourself from being hit or run into. But yet there's two distinctions. When it comes to penalties regarding kickers, running into the kicker and roughing the kicker, what I see from the quarterback position is, first of all, I you know, and this is coming from a guy who who I, I love every player on. I think everybody is, is terrific. I feel so bad for defensive linemen for linebackers. How what are you supposed to do with the quarterback? Don't don't the people on the competition committee understand that this is a split second decision? that you're, you're doing your best. You get paid for sacks. You get paid for hurries. What you're doing is you're making the player's job impossible. You're making defensive linemen. You know, it's like defensive backs after five yards, you can't touch anybody. Um, I'm, I'm all for safety in the game, but then we've reached a point of absurdity, and, and I don't understand why, for example, I watch games where a quarterback will throw the ball a defensive lineman, pushes him to the ground. Just didn't hit him, just pushed him. 15-yard penalty. Are you kidding me? See, and the officials are in a very difficult situation because it's up to them to determine what they believe to be roughing based upon whatever guidelines are put out there. Now, here's the other thing, Bill. They're willing to change the protocol or amend the protocol for concussions right in the middle of the season, right? Right. That's what they've done. But they're not willing to amend the roughing the passer stuff in the middle of the season. Why?
1: That is a great Why? point.
2: That's, Why? Well,
1: I mean, Why? Let's say that they would. What, what's the solution, Joe? If, they, if, if the competition committee came to you and said, all right, you're one of the guys that we want to lean on for expertise – What's the right line to draw? I mean, because the Chris Jones thing, to my eyes, in that Chiefs game was even more egregious than the call that, that benefited Tom Brady and the Bucks a few
2: days earlier, day earlier. What's yeah. the right like? What's the line for you? I, I think when I think if I think if, if you if you hold when you when you're coming in and a quarterback is throwing the ball in an instant and you're hitting him and he goes to the ground. How are you as a 300-pound defensive lineman supposed to compute in your mind in a matter of a millisecond, I have to get my weight off of him? Can't be done. Look at, the, look at the game realistically. Forget about the rules, okay? Look at the game realistically. There's a split second for a defensive player to hit the quarterback. Protect the quarterback. If he, if he holds him up a little bit and slams him to the ground. If, he, if it looks like he's throwing his weight on top of him then it's a penalty. And as far as pushing the quarterback to the ground, that is not a 15-yard penalty. If you want to do something, make it a five-yard penalty and not a first down, just like you treat the kicker. Listen, it's all about economics, Bill. You're protecting the investment of your football team. You're protecting the investment in football. All the quarterbacks are making the good ones, $35, 40000000 million, and try and treat every quarterback the same. You know, a Jalen Hurts is going to be treated different than a Tom Brady because he has mobility. A Josh Allen will be treated different than your quarterbacks that don't move around. Kyler Murray will be treated different. But yet try try and find and seek some common ground and consistency when it comes to evaluating what is roughing and what is not. And I don't mean just by some simple guidelines and rules. But this, and, and the other thing is, is, Certain officials will call it when a quarterback gets pushed to the ground. Other officials don't. I remember having a conversation with the head coach in the National Football League a number of years ago when I was doing football, when I was in broadcasting. He said, what we do is we chart the officials. Some officials are willing to let defensive backs nuzzle a little bit with players. Some of them, you know, you know they, they look at holding by the offensive line or defensive line a little bit differently. But you have to understand what that crew is going to call. See, part of of research in football is not just studying the other team, but study everybody on the field. And that includes the officials because they are a part of the game. And what's happened now with the roughing the passer is the one thing that the NFL does not want. They do not want officials determining the outcomes of games. And we've seen it basically twice. Not to say that Atlanta would have won. But the opportunity was going to be there. Yeah, not they to were, say I mean, that you know Kansas yeah. City winds up winning, but you don't know how it affects the, you know the situation. So
1: I'm I'm 100 with you, Joe Thiesman on the show. Joe, uh, before I run out of time, I, man, I'd love to go through every game, but I want to I want to fast forward. I know the game's not till Monday. Russell Wilson has been one of the more surprising disappointments in the NFL this year. What is your confidence level? He's going to get to to the level we all thought he would, and play as an elite quarterback and help Denver look like an elite football team this season?
2: Well, we don't know. I think one of the statistics I heard is under 10 yards passing, you know, Russell doesn't have a very high rating. And and Geno Smith in Seattle has a very high rating. I think that, you know, first of all, you could say that Russell's trying to adjust to the system, but he's been through OTAs, mini camps, training camps. So it isn't necessarily adjusting to the familiarity of the players there. The one interception he threw, where he just airmailed it down the middle of the football field, um, I don't understand it. And then he's, you know, he's missing wide open receivers. Um, it looks like he's trying so hard, and, and that's 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 a fallacy of all of us at times. You try so hard to be so perfect, instead of letting the game come to you. I think he needs to let the game come back to him. Just be the athlete he's been, be the quarterback he's been in the past but his inaccuracy has got to be a concern and we'll get to see now as we go forward. And they, they said, what, he had like a, they have a labor problem or, you know, yep. some, some issue they talked about with his arm. I don't know how that's going to affect the situation, but I, I think he's just trying so hard to get it so right. Instead of just understanding that you truly are one of what goes on out there. Our job, we're facilitators. That's all we are. We just get the ball from point A to point B, and everybody else goes and does what they need to do. And I just think, you know, I, I hope he can find the answer. If he doesn't, it'll be uh, an incredible investment uh, that hasn't worked out very well. But it's, you know, I, I just, like I said, I, I think, you know, let the game come to him. And, and the accuracy is what really I'm going to focus on watching Russell going forward. How, how accurate will he be in games?
1: Joe Theismann, absolute pleasure as always to, to have you on the show. Thank you, uh, thank you for for sharing some of your your, your time with us. Appreciate you very much.
2: Uh, great to catch up with you, buddy. Take care.
1: You too, Joe. Thanks, man. Joe Theismann on the program, hanging out. I mean, Joe had a vicious, obviously famous injury at the quarterback position from one of the greatest defensive players in the history of the game when those guys took quarterbacks down, tried to hurt them. It's part of the game. Not not dirty, it was just part of the deal. And even he can see the obvious. He makes a good point, D-Cell. They made a, a concussion protocol change in season. Where there's the a will, there's a way, which is a great expression. I get that one. And all, you should make shirts where it says where there's a will, there's a way for your son Will. That's going too far. That's going perfect.
4: too
1: far. Yeah, man, lean into that willpower thing, you know? Pretty Daddy? Yours could say Pretty Daddy.
4: I'm not wearing a shirt that says Pretty Daddy. What if I get it for you as a present? Much more likely I wear
1: it. It's possible? Yeah. I got a shirt with my name on it that says basically I'm an idiot for not uh, voting for Joel Embiid for MVP last year. Brought to us by the podcast that our boss Mike Eskin, does on on the Sixers. And did you know I didn't? So I asked for it. It came out. I asked for it immediately. He sent me one, which is cool of him. Apparently, all these other reporters tried to get one, and all the shirts sold out. So, so maybe Pretty Daddy like my shirt could become a collector's item. You ever think of that? Ooh. I got people in BetQL chats dropping Pretty Daddies at me in soccer chats. soccer chats that I thought was you. Should have known. You're never going to lean into Pretty Daddy pretty daddy all right let's uh let's do buyer's ourselves pretty daddy next here on cbs sports radio i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me
0: in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra
3: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back into the
1: show. Bill Writer with you. Thank you for hanging out. Appreciate you. Phone number 8552124 CBS. Just discovered. There's a movie called Love Actually. Love comma. Actually, and I believe every person on earth has seen it other than Diesel, who tried to backtrack a minute ago. That's not true. I, I haven't just, seen I it. Nailed it. Okay. I-, I nailed the summary of that movie. Is that a... I haven't seen it, I don't think so. Wait. That Christmas movie is that the, is that the Christmas movie? Yeah, it's the only one. Yep, it's the one. That's the Christmas movie. Tons of famous,
4: famous actors and actresses. Famers! <laughs> I nailed it.
1: Um, Bogish, we will get to the fertilizer controversy emerging in the southwest here in a second.
4: Don't shake your head and nod yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. He
5: does we do what he says we're gonna do on his show. So if we're gonna talk about fertilizer in Tennessee, yeah, it's nod in my head. And it's, it's, it's important for our listeners. Yeah.
4: Fertilizer. Controversy. And you guys wonder why I'm not nicer
1: to you. You really wonder why. My wife did text me. Man, you're being mean to Diesel today. I said, I'm not being mean. I'm leaning into his topics.
4: In an unkind
1: fashion. <laughs> i was so perplexed. But to be fair, I just need another opinion. Why you were pitching an Iowa restaurant inspection story. I was just, just super confused. But now it's gold. Pretty Daddy. Hey, Pretty Daddy, can we do buy or sell? Let's do it. We answers to it.
2: What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports?
4: It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill, as the Ravens prepare to take on the 4-1 and Giants, I'm still not even used to saying that. 4-1 and New York Giants, Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson has a winning track record facing teams outside of his conference. In fact, Jackson is 12-0 and against the NFC in his career. Buy or sell Lamar Jackson's undefeated record against the NFC is just a statistical anomaly. Ask me again as I contemplate it. Buy or sell Lamar Jackson's undefeated record against the NFC is just a statistical anomaly. That's crazy, Stan. It, it has me right, Andrew? It's like their preseason
5: winning streak. There probably is a tiny bit of something. It has to mean something. But I don't think it means anything profound or like top of the resume because it's not like the NFC plays a different brand of football that Lamar Jackson's a better matchup for. It's just happenstance. Is
4: it these NFC teams are preparing properly for Lamar Jackson? I mean,
5: as as good as he is,
1: he's not the first athletic quarterback that they have faced. I'm going to buy it's an anomaly. Buy. It is an interesting, it's an interesting fact. Buy or sell, D sell pretty daddy, that Lamar Jackson will be a consistent top seven quarterback in the NFL health allowing. Buy. Yeah, you're,
4: you're in. He's that athletic that yes, whether it's with his arm or with his feet, yes, he will be in the top seven. Are you guys okay. not sold on that?
1: No, I'm just sort of like, I, I, I think I'm, honestly, I'm not sure, Andrew and Diesel. Like, I just, he is perplexing. I don't trust him in the postseason, but it has nothing to do with his style of play. I just, there's a lot of quarterbacks I don't trust in the postseason. And I, I'm not sure to what degree I, th- I've just never seen a quarterback like that that I can think of right now who's been consistently great year after year, for whatever reason, health or otherwise. Cam Newton, I guess is he the longest tenured? But it,
5: yeah, I mean we did this in the preseason where like multiple lists had him outside the top ten players in the NFL or top ten quarterbacks, right? And everyone got up in arms, but when push came to shove, he probably should have been seven or eight, which is so it's not like it's not that huge of a drop from seven or eight to eleven or twelve.
1: Seven's the range. Yeah. I so
5: I think right there is basic wit where he should live all the time based on his skills and the ability to go further up based on his improvements and, you know, losing older guys in front of him.
1: Yeah. He is, he is, a, I'll say this. I, I mean, he is obviously talented. I'm not sure I believe in the Giants. Are, are you, are you, a? should I, should I be on the Giants bandwagon here? Uh you Gentlemen, should
5: after Sunday. If last week again, Scream Bay was their first legitimate win. It was in London, win, if that matters. Right? If they c- if they even I think compete with the Ravens, there's no shame in losing to Baltimore even at home if you play with them and they just make a play or two extra. So if they compete and definitely win that game and they're somehow five and one, then come on over. So what I'm asking is do you believe that they can win that game? I, I don't, I mean, yes, I, we'll believe, I believe they can, be they can compete. I do not think they're going to win on Sunday, though. But I don't think they're going to get hammered and be brought back down to earth.
1: If they compete in that game, I'm with you. That, that's a, because I've already given up the ghost on doubting the Cowboys. So I'll just have to accept, I suppose, that that division is really good if the Giants play a good football game. All
4: right, let's follow up on something we hit yesterday. We mentioned how the Rams were still the betting favorites to land free agent Odell Beckham Jr. Yet after OBJ went on Twitter yesterday and expressed his displeasure with the Rams' current offer to him thus far, head coach Sean McVay said that Odell has not seen LA's best and final offer yet. Buy or sell the Rams need to pass on
1: signing OBJ. Ah, I hate this answer because... Sell. They're missing a spark. And as much as I am not a huge fan of the guy... I, I think I think they need him. Does it? Do you want to talk me out of it, Buggy, or sell? Does it bother you
4: that all that he kind of blasted the Rams on social media yesterday, saying the offer that they currently have on the table or that they had at one point was was disrespectful?
1: I think he knows he's got him by the uh, trousers.
5: Yeah, it's just hard for me to get worked up about silly tweets and whatever. Like he's gonna when he's healthy, yeah. and they know that he's healthy. He'll likely be a Ram. And then maybe Matthew Stafford will throw passes to him. And maybe it'll make the Rams that much better.
4: It was a very rational response to you. I don't know. It was. I
1: liked it. By the way, can I just lean into this? Andrew, I I feel like maybe this is on me and maybe it's on Tom. Tom's wearing a a sweater. It's a cool, it looks, it's a very like normal, but it looks good. It's a cool sweater. And I go, hey, man, nice sweater. I like your sweater. And he makes a face and goes, oh, yeah. Joe coming. Is that on me? Because it just, I was more, it caught my attention more because I lose track of the weather in LA and I'm like, oh, it's, it must be that time of year where it's football weather. Yeah. But it look. it's a nice, it's it, a nice, it
5: looks good. Yeah. It's a nice top. I can see by the logo on the chest that it's a fancy top. Yep. Um, I like it. I'd wear it. But this is, too. but this is the diesel problem. He doesn't. He, and and this began before us. This is not the after effect of our behavior. Our behavior okay. comes from this reaction is yeah. that he believes nothing. He thinks everything we're doing is a joke. So I was damaged goods up. when I met you guys. That's what it feels like.
1: Oh, I mean, dude, yes. Let's bye. I mean <laughs> Bye.
4: <laughs> this is on YouTube both of you. I'm trying no. to look at both of you at the same time. No, it's on both
1: of you. It's not. I I like your sweater, and it was just a real hey man, cool. That's nice. That's a cool sweater. And you were very put out,
4: very put out, and I still am. So I'm going to move on to another. Are you rocking jeans? Are you rocking rocking fancy jeans today? No, I'm going with the Harbaugh khakis today. Yeah, yeah, you are. He looks good. Football weather, football coach outfit. I like it. How about that? Now speaking of coaches, Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel said that Miami will start rookie Skylar Thompson at quarterback with Tua still in concussion protocol, and backup Teddy Bridgewater, likely serving as the backup on Sunday after his own concussion last week, though that is not certain as of right now. McDaniel also said that Tyreek Hill took initiative this week.
1: Tyreek and the the captains decided that, um, you know, they wanted to take a step forward with uh, all of their opponent prep with regard to the team and their preparation with our game plans in general, So so he made the move to Take the ping pong tables out of the locker room. That 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 to me is um,
4: leadership. Buy or sell removing ping pong tables is an act <laughs> of
1: leadership. I I want more details. I want to know whether Tyreek plays ping pong, right? Because it's it's a. I'm not, a part of me, the skeptic that is that has emerged from working around D-Cell, um, because if you're a natural skepticism. Yes, I wonder if Tyreek was just annoyed by the, the ping pong and therefore used the game as an excuse.
4: There's no better game that they can have in the locker room than ping pong. Like, I, I enjoy ping, ping pong's pong. amazing. I, oh, to whoa, a whoa, certain whoa, whoa, degree. Whoa. To a certain
1: degree. Like, it's not I the best need, game out there. I don't need the ping pong slander. Although, is ping pong the—it's table tennis. Why do we call it ping pong? Because that's what a lot of people call it. No, why? What? What's? Where's that come from?
4: I think it's the sound that the paddle. It doesn't make and the...
1: a pong sound, does it? I mean, or a ping? It's like a. D- it should be thud thud. Then.
4: <laughs> I don't think that game would really catch on if you called it thud <laughs> thud.
1: <laughs> I am very good at table tennis. Either of you think? Either of you want to step up to the table tennis no, challenge? terrible. Sandwich? I'm absolutely terrible at it.
5: So I'll add this. No, I'm not going to play you, but I will add this to the conversation. The handful of times this year that I covered the Mets. I had to be in the clubhouse pregame for media availability, and the middle of the room is a big ping pong table, and there are dudes who have their own paddles that come in a carrying case. Yeah. It's taken very seriously, and surprising to me because you always hear how don't talk to the starting pitcher the day of that you know day of the game, leave him right, alone, don't bother rule. him. Back to back days, Chris Bassett and Taiwan Walker were the starting pitchers, and both of them were playing ping pong within four hours of first pitch. So. I think it's possible that these guys who are, you know, elite competitors, don't want to lose, can get, you know, tunnel vision on certain things, that I can see them actually wasting too much time doing anything, whether it's Xbox, ping pong, that somebody needs to go, guys, we got to get this out for a few weeks and, like, refocus things.
1: Bogus, let me ask, that's a great answer. I love that. Let me ask you a question. That's really interesting. So I have not covered baseball in a semi, I've never done a full time, but I've never been a consistent presence in a clubhouse, it's been 10 years or more since I was... And you know how baseball works. If you show up every day, you get treated differently as a media member than if you're a drop-in person. Let's say that I were covering that Mets team twice a week for the season. Could I come in and play table tennis with the guys, or is that a
5: no-no? Oh, no. I mean, I, was, I wasn't i was even sure if I could pick up the ball when it got hit past one of them and came came by me. Like, So I was, if
1: I showed up with my own paddle, with my own... Thud-thud paddle, right. ping-pong paddle. Well, so first off, I wouldn't call it thud-thud. Okay. Yeah, Trying don't call it thud-thud. Thud, yeah. Okay. That's, the, that's number one. Yeah. Number two is you think it's a no. It's not like you go in there and there's, there's reporters sometimes playing against the catcher.
5: No. and I, I mean, I, whether, so there's two levels of, of denial here. I can't imagine the players would allow it or want it. And there's no way that the PR staff would be like, that's allowed to happen right now.
1: No chance. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm not going to, when the next time I'm in New York, try to cover a Mets game.
5: I mean, you should, tr- you should cover a Mets game. They, they are normally fun to watch play baseball. Um, but yeah, That's I would cool. not bring your thud-thud gear walking to the clubhouse and go, hey guys, I'm here. Who's next? So
1: I, I, want, um, I want to get D-Cell's son, Will, a, um, a shirt that says, where there's a will, there's a way. And a matching shirt that says, Pretty Daddy for Tom. And maybe I'll get myself one that says Thud Thud, and we can all go hang out. All right. And so I'll get one that says Youth Pastor. Oh, did you see this tweet? Yeah. Uh, we, we gotta, oh, man, I meant to pull this up. Did you see this tweet, D-Cell? I don't think I did. I'm not sure I'm going to get Twitter up in time. Somebody in D-Cell or uh, Bogey knows it. Some listener. was it sec, Was it a sexy Youth Pastor? No, it was top? just a sticker
5: that said, I love Youth Pastors. I heart Youth Pastors. I think it's I hearted sexy
1: youth pastors.
5: Ooh, I remember it saying sexy. I would have printed it out. Made it my pinned tweet if it said sexy.
1: Pretty daddy spreading youth pastors back. All right. go. all right. So you get to be sexy youth pastor. Pretty daddy over there. I'll be thud thud.
4: (laughs) That's a trio right there. (laughs) All right. We know Patriots quarterback Mac Jones is still dealing with an ankle injury. And Bailey Zappi played in his place the last two weeks. However, when Bill Belichick met the media yesterday, he didn't exactly seem too confident in Mac Jones. Is Mac the starter when he's ready to go? We'll see where he is, but I don't know. Again, the reporter, is Mac Jones the starter when he's ready to go? Buy or sell, you're still confident in Mac Jones when he's healthy.
1: I'm not sure, am I still confident?
4: Confident that he should be the starting quarterback in New England. Like, have we already gotten
1: that far where we're questioning he's not going to be starting? I'll buy he's the starting quarterback. There's so many issues. Buy. Including the lack of (laughs) an offensive coordinator. I mean, it's just such a, the whole thing's a disaster. We tried to warn everyone. We tried to tell you. We did. Yeah, that's a big dud. That comes from thud thud. I'm going to get this to catch on. It's gonna be really hard.
4: It's gonna be really.
1: It, they definitely make a ping
4: pong sound. I don't think so. I play a lot
1: of a lot of table tennis. That table has tennis. to be
4: where it comes from. They've got like outdoor.
1: Bogus, you're with me on that. It's got to be where it comes from.
5: I mean, that would be my guess as well. It certainly does not sound like thud thud.
1: I don't know how hard you're hitting the the the, the, the ball, but I'm when I hit it, thud thud thud. Oh, what a shot. Oh, we got it back.
5: I mean, are you using right. weighted ping pong balls to make thud thud
1: noises? <laughs> yeah, Maybe it's not. They weigh like two ounces.
5: They can't make a thud noise.
1: You might be right, but now that we've gotten here, I love thud thud as a name to change it to.
4: There's no turning Also,
1: back. why is Pickleball called Pickleball? What a stupid name that is. <laughs> is it because they took tennis and they put it in a jar and it shriveled up? I'm gonna weird. go with no. I'm and gonna go with no, that's I wish not it was why. that. It took me years <laughs> to realize pickles were cucumbers, by the way. I blew my mind when I was a kid and I found out.
5: <laughs> See my kids understand that part of it, but they still think like a pickle is like a vegetable. And I don't I feel like it loses its vegetable stature once you're baking it in in salt and other spices and that's the fair. water. It's not as you can't, it's not the same thing as eating a cucumber or a carrot anymore. It's a completely different thing that's not as healthy for you.
1: 100% agree. Just like f- eating french fries is not having a, a potato. potato. You're correct. Yeah. I do love pickles, though. Give me all the pickles all the time.
4: You guys could talk about whether pickles or vegetables, but I can't talk about Iowa restaurant
1: food inspections. <laughs> that's the top pitch of the show. I knew that was coming. We... Hey, I saw that a creek in Delaware uh, flooded. Nothing happened, but <laughs> and now oh, you'll I never,
4: you'll never know now because I'm not gonna send <laughs> no! it to
1: you. send them, Dees. It's your job. Send them. Oh. Send. Don't be afraid. So let's finish up with some hoops here. You're still here.
4: going? Yes, one more. <laughs> Zion Williamson left New Orleans' preseason game against the Heat last night after tweaking his ankle and is officially listed as day-to-day. Aren't we all? Zion obviously... (laughs) By yourself, (laughs) he'll
1: now have to be a restaurant
4: inspector in Iowa (laughs) in the meantime. Close call, but I edited the question on the fly. Zion (laughs) is obviously no stranger to injuries, and he knew social media would be blowing up about it. Quote, Twitter already did its thing. They are the doctors, apparently. End quote. By yourself, fans are allowed to freak out anytime Zion leaves a
1: game Due to an apparent injury. Bye. I freaked out the minute I saw it. Bye. He, he, I'm, he'll probably be fine, but he's injury prone. I don't want his his talent—that's a cucumber—to turn into a pickle. This isn't a game of thud thud. This is basketball. You got to be able to move, D-Cell.
4: I don't even know what just happened in this segment.
1: <laughs> thud thud uh, pickles. Oh, yeah. Damaged goods. Damaged goods, bro. Let's. Speaking of which. Nice shirt, though, Diesel. I do like that sweater. It looks really good, man.
5: Oh, he's broken.
1: In so many ways. Don't worry. We're going to try to turn a pickle back into a cucumber. Can Ben Simmons reverse the process of deterioration? We'll get into it after we get a CBS Sports Radio update.
3: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. It's Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio this season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights. The International Series, Holiday Triple Headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on WestwoodOneSports.com via Westwood One station streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. All sponsored by AutoZone. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, auto zone. All right, so um had a little table tennis ping-pong conversation. We got some response on the Twitter machine. Sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R, at d CBS at Andrew Bogus. Uh, Mace tweets at us, ping-pong should be called dink-donk, not thud-thud. Dink-donk, dink-donk. I mean, there's I'm something more, to that. I'm
4: more on board with that.
1: I could get behind that. I mean, I hit with—I'm a powerful, powerful table tennis hitter. I mean, I hit with some top— Thud thud. It's my natural voice. Uh, Michael Curry tweets: table tennis and clubhouses because it's in the Mets clubhouse. Bogus told us table tennis and clubhouses good hand eye coordination game before games. Agreed. Yeah, like maybe like let the stress off a little bit, kind of get the you know get the blood flowing a little bit. I like that. I love this one from John Island. Do you like this one? Is this is your favorite
4: one? Uh, not so much. Not of the ping pong tweets we got, not my favorite.
1: Allow me to read it to you. Nonetheless, Pretty Daddy D-Cell is just shell-shocked from all the ribbing he gets. Some guy, Phil Biter or something like that, that's me, hammers him daily since he never took his shirt off to pay on that bet. Lose the shirt, Pretty Daddy. Quit being Petty Daddy. What I think is amazing about this is the insight that this listener has into my psychology. Because he has is, he is nailed it, bro. Every time I think I'm going too far, I think he didn't pay the bet off. Like it's all fair game. I'm, s- he na- I mean, it's it's like John Hyland climbed into my brain. Every time I think we're past this and
4: over this, somebody tweets about it, and then here we are yet again.
1: He's right. Take the shirt off. I, I promise you, things are gonna get are gonna ease up. There, pretty daddy.
4: It's gonna ease up. Like you and bogus are gonna be nicer to me.
1: I can't speak There's for There's no chance. I will be nicer.
4: There is no chance.
1: Hey, man, you interact with people in the world as they are, and as you are to me is someone who, who won't pay off his bets. You're pulling a Rich Ackerman on me, pal. Uh, JP Sinecki tweets from Wikipedia. He writes, from Wikipedia, table tennis, also known as ping pong and whiff-woff. I've never whiff-loff. heard that one. I like thud-thud better. Thut, 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 Dink-Dong's pretty good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Dink-Dong is pretty good. All right. Pretty Daddy. I mean, that John Hyland tweet is so good. You know what? I'm going to retweet it. I never tweet. I'm just going to re It's that, it's that. It's like he looked into my heart. And you guys saw what's would there. not
4: be nicer to me and you know it. That's why you're smirking right now. You would not no, be not be. you would find something else. No. And make fun of me about that every single day.
1: Trust me, you should ask Rich. Rich wouldn't pay off a bet and I was merciless and he paid it off and I'm like, "Okay, we're good now."
4: There would just be the next thing. The next d-cell thing to make fun of.
1: I mean, there's always an XD cell thing to make fun of. I just might not do it.
4: You know what it's much. like. You know what it's like. It's like Tell when me. Ben Simmons takes a uh, jump shot. Don't try to. Don't transition it me. It goes
1: viral. Don't transition me. It goes viral. Don't transition we'll me, pretty never daddy.
4: Off this guy, even if he I makes the jump shot.
1: Look at pretty daddy trying to transition me to Ben Simmons. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's um, that's pretty funny. Yeah, Ben Simmons did look really good yesterday. People were really excited. Maybe this... Here's the thing about Simmons. And I don't want to rain on the potential that he could be great for the Nets because it would be super, super interesting. I know Ben Simmons is incredible. I've I've voted for Ben Simmons for all NBA teams in the past. I think I actually voted for him for Defensive Player of the Year a couple years ago. We all know he's amazing. It. The question is whether or not... He can perform under the pressure that comes with being the NBA. And now the Nets and Kyrie and Durant. And that will not manifest itself until the regular season. Preseason games don't matter. They don't care. I actually was talking to a um, a fairly high-level executive recently, DeSell. I'm, I'm calling everybody. And this executive was like, hey, I've been watching a lot of games. I'm like, oh, yeah. And the executive was, oh, man, I hate preseason basketball. I'm like, bro. You work in the NBA. He's like, yeah, the games are awful. I, yeah, they're terrible. And he, there's something to that. They don't matter. And so good for Ben Simmons. Very cool. Very exciting. None of it means anything until I see that in the regular season several times. And it's going to be degrees of having to overcome pressure. Uh, thank you to Pretty Daddy. Thank you to Andrew Bogish, Thank you to Joe Theismann. Have yourself a game of thud-thud today, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.